0: Hey, movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, as always. Josh, how are you doing on this fine evening? I'm, I'm
1: chilling like a villain, man. It's been a interesting week so far, but I hear. we're halfway done. We're yeah. halfway done, man. Yeah. So,
0: we're, it is what it is. We're a few days closer to, to the Halloween movie and Halloween... The holiday in general, so it's it's a good time to be had by all, and thankfully, we have a lot of news topics to cover today that I'm really excited to talk about, as well as the worst horror movie sequels of all time. Yeah, it's fun to talk about the good stuff, but it's even more fun to talk about the crap of the horror universe, and yes, I went... Full Irish there for crap, and I don't know why, but I, I roll with it. I
1: roll with it, man. We're talking about the crap. I mean, because really, like, you and I have a lot of history with terrible movie sequels or just terrible movies in general, and so, like, you and I have just that's been our thing is just talking about crappy movies.
0: Yep, crappy, but crappy. but um. We have some not crappy news to start (laughs) off with. Hypothetically, if this actually is to be believed to be true, and that is the whole Fox um, Disney merger acquisition thingy, whatever you want to call it, is set to be signed on the dotted line and finalized a whole heck of a lot sooner than we first anticipated. Now the estimated date of completion is January 1st, 2019. Which my mind immediately goes to—that's a few months, months before Avengers Four comes out, so they have time to squeeze some things in. Josh, what did you think when you first heard that news? Silver Surfer. <laughs> no,
1: but like I mean, I'm—I'm—I think it's the smart move for Fox. I mean, because it's not like they're doing anything successful with it. Um, if they held those properties it would just be out of spite and really like that's not there's no point in paying for properties you're not using so i mean it, may, it makes sense to give it to disney uh and it makes sense for disney to want to you know actually work to acquire them story-wise yeah no you, that's what you need you need that all those characters because otherwise where
0: do you go after thanos Especially yeah. with Captain, Captain Marvel as your lead. Exactly. Um, I actually think that we're going to get like the Fantastic Four and other side characters before we get the X-Men. Because if this whole January deal goes through, then that's both Dark Phoenix and New Mutants that has to come out at some point mm-hmm. before... That actually comes out after this deal goes through and... That kind of leaves those two movies out to dry more so than they already are. I kind of feel like Fox is almost embarrassed of New Mutants because they keep pushing it back further and further and barely talk about it at all. Um, And then Dark Phoenix sets a whole other issue to discuss at a later day.
1: But, like, New Mutants seems like it could be, like, a lot of fun. But, I don't
0: know. Yeah. We don't hear much about it. And I think... I wouldn't be surprised, and I've still kind of been in thinking of this for a while, that it could secretly get scrapped and not actually get released, but I don't know. I think X-Men as a whole, it sounds great, but don't expect them anytime soon. That being said, Fantastic Four, Namor, Doctor Doom, um, Galactus, Silver Surfer. Those type yeah. of characters, I fully expect to see them in this universe sooner rather than later, especially Kevin Feige's just licking his chops, expecting to be able to play with these characters sometime soon, and now it seems like sooner than we originally expected. Oh, absolutely.
1: How awesome would it be I just just you know, spitballing here. So they defeat Thanos and then somehow Doctor Doom gets
0: in in uh, possession of the glove. Um There's an interesting fan theory that I've heard, and I would love to see that happen, is you know how at the end of Age of Ultron, Sokovia is more or less just messed up? Yes. What happens if becomes the country of Latvia that is controlled by Doctor Doom? Like, he takes that time of tragedy to more or less claim the country and make it his own.
1: That would, to me, that would work. I mean, I've never quite, I mean, maybe I'm not as well-read as I should be, but um, I've never kind of understood how Dr. Doom got in possession of, you know, um,
0: Latvia. You
1: yeah, Latvia. How he got into possession and kind of rulership of that, dictatorship of that. So it'd be cool to add that kind of detail. And then that I feel like that would be a good, almost kind of, way to ease us into the next phase of this of of these Marvel
0: movies oh yeah I completely agree um so yeah we also have some other somewhat Marvel news it's kind of hard with these Sony projects to know if they are MCU connected or if they're just Marvel movies but um with the quote unquote success I mean financial success absolutely critical success not so much of Venom Sony seems to be moving forward with their upcoming Morbius standalone film starring Jared Leto as Morbius the living vampire and supposedly is actually getting started production in early 2019 um I don't agree with this at all I, I forgot that this movie was happening (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I completely the, yeah. forgot.
0: <laughs> I have wanted Morbius in a Spider-Man movie for a long time. I always thought he was a really cool character. I loved seeing him in the animated series. I don't see him, though, as a character that would really work as a standalone movie. We're also getting a Craven the Hunter movie that the supposed director of that made slip that he really is intending to bring Spider-Man into that film. Which I'm also kind of hesitant about. Not because I don't like Craven. I really want to see Craven in a movie, preferably played by Gerard Butler. But these yes. like side <laughs> Spider Man villains, I don't think necessarily lend themselves to standalone spin off films, especially kind of ones that are more obscure. Like Venom, that's a really well known name. Like even people that yeah. don't know comic books have at least heard the name Venom before, or if they saw a picture, they'd recognize him. Who the heck recognizes outside of the comic book world who Craven the Hunter is or even Morbius the Living Vampire? We know because we're sweaty nerds. But oh, say those in casual sure. conversations. But people don't know who that is. I don't think... Once again, Sony, I really believe, is putting the cart before the horse. And I'm like, yes, you did financially well with Venom. Now, don't get ahead of yourself here.
1: Yeah. So... <laughs> I just kind of uh, had this thought today, uh, with all of these villains coming out, because obviously Marvel's kind of shown us, shown everybody how to be financially successful on on these superhero movies. So <clears throat> Sony might be trying to do something different, and I can, I can kind of see it, and I can can see it working. Is doing these villain movies and giving us their backstories. So that eventually, when we do put them in a movie, we're not busy with their backstory. We're just going to be like, oh, oh, crap, Kraven is here. Oh, no, what's he doing? Like, actually having a, having the story happen without having to go, okay, so this is who Craven is. Let's explain to this. So, like, I, I get where they're, where they're coming from as far as let's do the villain stories separate. So that we no one has to worry about them, and we can just do the story, like the story with Spider-Man that we want to
0: tell. Them but see, backstory. To me, that kind of like takes the attention away from Spider-Man, who should be yeah. the focal point of a Spider-Man movie. To me, it more just kind of comes across as Sony wants that cash flow, um, but they haven't put in the work to deserve it. Sony is notorious that's, that's, for doing that. that though, of kind of going for the cash grab movies. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 set up this whole universe of Spider-Man spinoff films that will never happen. Um, yes. Like Black Cat. Um, there was a Silver Sable movie. I don't think that's happening. Um, they did it with Spider-Man 3. They had all these plans, and then Spider-Man 3 happened. Um, even take it outside of the superhero universe, they had all these plans for Ghostbusters, and that was blatantly a cash grab, and say what you will about the movie itself, or wherever you side on the the very terrifying debate, apparently, because we need to debate Ghostbusters, and that whole mess, but that was very much a cash grab movie, and that came back to bite them in the butt, um... Sony and Fox are two of the companies that just don't seem to learn their lesson. And that makes me sad because I feel like they're capable, but they don't want to put in the homework that's required to have a successful film and franchise.
1: Yeah. And I'll, 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 I'll give you that too. I think at the end of the day, I, I'm trying to be as hopeful as I can because this company's trying to give me something that I've been wanting for a long time, which is great with the Hunter. And I mean, really Craven to more because I can see you being able to maybe do without Spider-Man because of how interesting his backstory is and how how tormented it is. Well with Craven, his like his, his you can't do Craven without Spider-Man in my opinion. because what's his backstory? Oh, I'm the best hunter there ever lived. Okay, cool. What are you doing here? Well, I'm gonna hunt spider man Oh, okay, cool. Like that's all that there is to that you don't need oh man my my you know wife died when i was young and we her child died and so i took up hunting like you know like that, that doesn't he's a villain he just hunts things
0: i love this podcast because we always have different op- differing opinions on things like i'm the one that's negative this time around and you're the positive one yeah. and i think it's yeah, very yeah. entertaining we'll just have to see what sony comes up with on this um, yeah. as per usual, um, when it comes to headlines, DC was at it again. I to me, DC is better at grabbing the headlines than Marvel. Marvel's is better at delivering a better final product. But you and yeah. you and I will always debate <laughs> that. Um, but it's been a big news week for DC. Um, the big one, obviously, being that amazing, super long too. Aquaman trailer if you weren't on board with the Aquaman movie before you better be now because holy crap all aboard the hype train that trailer was amazing it really was
1: and like I agree um that it was a little long however it didn't necessarily bother me yeah Um, it blew by I I think yeah 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 well and it didn't not necessarily that it it didn't feel long but there was the stuff that they showed me. I needed to see because there's a for to get people behind on an Aquaman movie, regardless on who who you have to play Aquaman and, and like the ultimate bro, Jason Momoa,
0: which actually works. Like, the Aquaman that dude, is a surfer dude, so well,
1: like just the just the way that uh, Mira and his chemistry works was so perfect, but just. That the rooftop scene specifically, yeah. I needed to. I needed to see that kind of camera work. I think because I'm, the down, reason... with James, hmm? James I'm down, down with James Wan. I'm down with James Wan directing this. I've, I've I've been said that since the beginning. Oh yeah. But I I think this to me at least trailer wise, I am seeing more more camera angles, more like just depth of character already from the trailer than I have probably since Man of Steel.
0: What I liked about the trailer was it is like five and a half, almost six minutes long, yet we don't actually get that much spoiled for us. It's more or less like two clips mixed with some trailer footage. You had the clip of Mara and Arthur um, more or less getting the um, hologram of, hey, This is the thing you're going to be hunting for, which I love the fact that this seems to be like an old school treasure hunt movie. That's not the direction I would have gone with, but I am always one to say we need more treasure hunt movies, and I'm so glad we're getting one mixed with an Aquaman movie. It seemed to be that clip mixed with that whole action rooftop scene, mixed with just some trailer footage in between, but I loved I loved the designs that we're getting for this. We haven't seen it yet in a trailer. We've seen some photos, I don't know if you've seen them yet, of um, Patrick Wilson in the full Ocean Master suit. Let's just say um, he does wear the mask. I don't know for how much, but I have seen pictures of him with the mask, and even that is adapted loyally to the screen, I love all the costumes and designs, but holy crap! The standout moment, by far, of that trailer was what could be greater than a king, a hero, and he comes out in the freaking gold and green. hashtag That is my Aquaman right there.
1: Like, and okay, so then the question though—the only question that I, then like, negative question that I I came away with this is where's this placed as uh, opposed to Justice League because justice league. I'm assuming this is, takes place before Justice League after it does okay well then it explains why the um, gold's the, the coolest suit I think I've ever seen isn't in Justice League because that's like that really is that's the moment I mean it's a cheesy line but like it's the good kind of cheese And, and just the way he right there with, with the suit,
0: with the trident and a giant wave in the background. Like that's, that's all I needed. I'm sold. Let's go. So I've thought this for a while and this trailer more or less actually kind of confirms it to me that this Aquaman movie is literally just going to be the first Thor movie. So track with me. You have a brother in Aquaman slash Thor fighting his evil half-brother, Loki, slash Orm, getting a fancy-schmancy suit at the end of the movie, and having to fight his family for rulership over a throne.
1: Yeah. I mean, but they're both based on, like, mythology, so it's not that hard. Yeah, (laughs) there's definitely going to be some differences,
0: but I think if they follow the Thor formula and make it work like I have no doubt this movie is going to work from a visual standpoint James Wan is a fantastic storyteller he tells great stories and arguably the hardest genre to tell good stories in which is horror to me he makes fantastic horror stories but he also makes good action movies too I forget which one but he has done at least one of the Fast and Furious movies and did fantastic action for that so he knows how to shoot action I'm so hyped for Aquaman He looks fantastic. Mera, and especially the red hair, looks fantastic. I thought it would look a little cheesy if they fully adapted her, like, flaming red hair. But she looks perfect. Their chemistry just seems to really flow and really work. I buy them as a duo. I'm just... And Black Manta. I love me some Black Manta. And the fact that his suit is, like, almost fully adapted and it's just a perfect realization of the outfit along with Aquaman's just mm, December get here sooner. Although if you were smart, you'd move it to a later date. So you don't get smushed by other movies that are coming out that exact same day and weekend. But that's, that's just poor management skills.
1: Yeah. I'm with you, Uh, but really like no complaints. I think everything looks really fantastic. Uh, I think one of the moments too, that I really liked that you haven't brought up yet that I was worried about was Mira's magic and like we only saw like a small little glimpse of it but when she takes the sweat off of arthur's head forehead and it changes color when it's in when it's being you know held by her i thought was just it's just it's really just the little touches that james has brought so far that i
0: really really, really like the only thing that took me out of the trailer and granted it was momentary but it, i had to do a weird double take was seeing a really weird red-headed Dolph Lundgren like a really bad red wig and yeah, beard on Dolph Lundgren going, uh, that looks really, really weird, but okay, I guess I can roll with this. Apparently he's playing Mara's father, um, okay, but wait. we know how fathers-in-law end up in comic book movies, so he's probably gonna die at some point in the movie. That makes sense. Yep. Aquaman's probably gonna be awesome. Yeah.
1: I mean, you got the ultimate bro in it, like, people are going to go see this movie regardless because just because Jason Momoa is in it. (laughs) So like, let's
0: go. Farewell Aquaman jokes. Like everyone shut up real quick after that first picture came out. Like, Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, yeah, we could talk about this all day, but let's move on to suicide squad two, which just when Aquaman was starting to get some hype, Suicide Squad comes along and goes, hold my beer, we got another big title. And that is James Wan is writing Suicide Squad 2 and more than likely directing. The directing thing has not been confirmed, but more or less has been confirmed that he's writing Suicide Squad 2. However, he may not be coming alone. Batista wants to join him in Guardians 2. I'll say this. Batista is loyal as heck. Holy crap, this dude does not want to leave James Gunn's side. He is sticking with him through thick and thin. This is not the movie that I was pegging James Gunn to be attached to when he did jump ship to DC. I knew he was going to go to DC. It was only a matter of time. DC wants to snatch up anybody that more or less has any connection to Marvel and be like, hey, their losses are gained. I thought James Gunn was going to do a Gar- uh, Green Lantern movie. That being said, Suicide Squad... Okay. Fits real well. Um, Josh, what do you make of that whole James Gunn is attached to Suicide Squad now? I'm not that surprised. Because
1: <laughs> if you think about it, Suicide Squad's just DC's version of Guardians. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's the perfect fit, in my opinion. And definitely a good, you know, if you're going to bring a new writer, writer-director on, give him a project that he's kind of, for the most part, Kind of familiar with, and has had work that is similar. Um, Yeah, no, like just to ease him in, because. But I'm all I'm all for your proposal and giving giving him the Green Lantern movies. But you know, I'll I'll wait on that. But as far as Batista, like that's that's cool. I I I appreciate him being loyal. Um. It kind of puts Marvel in a weird place if he does jump ship.
0: Yeah. He's asked for his release from his contract plenty of times since James Gunn has been released. He's like, if they make me, I'll come back for Guardians 3, but I won't be a happy camper about it. He He more or less wants out of his contract. What I'm... I'm not so much disappointed, because adding James Gunn to your movie is never a bad thing, is we talked about this a few weeks ago. Gavin O'Connor was supposed to be the director for Suicide Squad 2. He did Warrior, which made me super excited. I was like, yeah, he's a great director. That being said, if you're bringing in James Gunn, okay, I can live with that. Um, But quick, before we move on to something else, if, by some miracle, Batista does join Suicide Squad 2... Who would you cast him in the role of?
1: Oh, I don't, let's see. So Croc's already been done, unless you're going to recast him, which I wouldn't mind. Um, let me think.
0: There has been some ideas that I've seen online to which I approved of almost all the ones that I saw. Um, some, A lot of people are petitioning for him to play a new version of Bane, which I would so be down for. I can see that. The one that, that one actually worked. caught my attention, that it wasn't the first name that came to my mind, but it could be something very different, but still right up Batista's alley, was Vandal Savage. So he could still play the physicality of it, but he could be more of a refined and gentlemanly Type of character like he was in Spectre when he was like the only good thing about Spectre, it wouldn't just be the brutish, um, well, to be fair, intellectual brute that is Bane. It'd be a very different character to be Vandal Savage. It's not the name I originally would have picked for him, but I'd be very yeah. curious to see Batista as a Vandal Savage type character, which for those who don't know who Vandal Savage is, Vandal Savage is more or less this caveman that is immortal and has made himself one of the wealthiest people in history that more or less took on different aliases as various conquerors through history and he's like yeah. a big antagonist to the Justice League.
1: I I don't know about the vandal savage one only because I for, first of all I haven't seen Spectre so I I don't have that right you know in my opinion here but I think if, we're, if I want someone playing Vandal Savage, I, I need someone who's very articulate. And not to say that Batista isn't, but I, I think there
0: might be better
1: people for the job.
0: Um, if, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. It requires Ooh. a lot of thought. Ooh. Um. Uh, I'm sure if we came back this time next week and thought about it, we could come back with something. I think he's too intelligent uh, for Solomon Grundy. Have him play. <gasps> Dude. So Hmm. I have an idea. So I've oh, given no. up on Idris Elba as this character because Idris Elba I think doesn't want to play comic book roles anymore. But yeah, no. what about Batista as John Stewart? I don't. I don't know. I. I. Almost, I mm. yeah Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking that yeah. back. I'm taking that back.
1: Yeah, it's it's it, not that it's not just because it's hard to let
0: go of Idris Elba for John Stewart, but he he's not I, Idris. I, um, John Stewart was never shredded like Batista was. John Stewart yeah. was a military man, but he's still a normal physique. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm redacting my statement. John Stewart is still the lantern that I want to see in a Green Lantern movie. But sorry, Batista, I love you, but I don't think you're John Stewart. You watch no. next week. Did Batista confirmed as John Stewart. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, like, because. Hey, before we I move mean, on, guess what Batista and Jon Stewart have in common? What? They've both beaten John Cena. I hate you. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Um,
1: but, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of roles.
0: Um, ooh. Oh, what about Lobo? That um that could be interesting. They just cast Lobo in Krypton, the TV series, and it yeah. looks kind of weird. But I don't know. I always pictured like a Danny Trejo as Lobo, but I don't know what yeah, the plans for Lobo are going old. forward.
1: Danny, Danny's too old now. I love Tra- I love Danny, but he's he's too old to play a unless you're gonna do like an old geezer Lobo. But then at that point, what's the point?
0: Um, hey, don't be trashing Danny Trejo. He'll, he'll show up randomly at your house and come find you.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I don't need my leg chopped off by machete. but
0: yeah, uh, I don't know what to do with this. Um, but yeah, we could so probably ramble um, on this all I'm, day. I'm down
1: for James Gunn. I think. Yeah, i I'm, I'm. I could go either way on on James Gunn. I mean. Really, the thing that I'm most worried about is I don't want Batista's loyalty to bite him in the butt later on in his career. Like, for companies to be not willing to support him because, well, you jumped ship just because a friend left. You know what I mean? I don't know. But that's 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 not necessarily something that I, that's for me to worry about.
0: Yeah. Well... I think we need to transition away from other things before we ramble on this yeah. for the rest of the episode. We still yeah. have some news topics, so let's breeze right through those. Um, other one last bit of DC news, but DC television news the first official image of Ruby Rose as Batwoman in the upcoming CW Arrowverse cross, annual crossover special has been released. Josh, did you see it and what did you think? Uh, I did see it. Um, <laughs> The weird, first of all, the
1: suit looks great. I've always felt, I think this the cape needs to be a little longer. Agreed. But really, other than that, it looks great. Like, and honestly, Ruby Rose
0: is, per, to me, that's who I would have cast. Um, also, Ruby is also a great pick because of the character. Like, I don't really yeah. want to dive into that discussion, but if yeah. you know the character of Batwoman and you know the personal life of Ruby Rose, the character and the actress have a lot in common, which I think is actually a really cool connection and just really good yeah. for the LGBT community that they have. Yeah. That, I, it's like, weird. they, they line up perfectly.
1: Yes. So the the only negative I have about this image, and maybe it's just my brain, but the cape is off center. And it drives me insane. That's your
0: issue
1: with it? That's my issue. The cape is off-center. Her her left her well, her right, our left, is not holding the cape up as high on the on that side as she is the other side. So it's it's making the cape off center. I just it's a visual thing for me. I don't it's really not even that
0: big of a deal. But that was my first like
1: oh cape's off center.
0: But, I mean, uh, other than that, it looks good. <laughs> I think my issue has nothing to do with the picture. Is all the complaints I'm seeing from people are just like, what is this? And it's a lot of people that think that this character is Batgirl and don't realize that <laughs> it's a completely different character. you yeah. yeah, and uh, to be
1: fair, until maybe two years ago, I had no idea that there was a difference. So... There's that. I didn't even know there was multiple Batgirls.
0: Yeah. I remember when she was cast, people were all up in arms of like, you can't have her uh, play that role because of this, that, and the other thing. It's just like, well, you're thinking of the character of Batgirl, not Batwoman. Um, who are completely different characters. One of them is Barbara Gordon, who has had this long and storied history, and then the other one is, I believe her name is Cassandra Kane, and she yeah, has I a completely different story, yet still fascinating and very relevant to a modern audience. Um, that being said, I still will not be watching this. I gave up on Arrow and Flash a long time ago. Um, there's a two-season curse on CW. The first two seasons of whatever show you roll out is fantastic, and then it all goes downhill after that. So, they have yet to win me back any of the shows, so I won't be watching this, but that being said, I think it's one of the most accurate costumes to date in a franchise that kind of struggles with costumes at times, but it's a TV show with a TV budget. What can you expect? Um, The one thing
1: I will say,
0: Mm -hmm. um...
1: Uh, the difference is not so when the mix-up is not actually that surprising now that I'm thinking about it, because Cassandra Kane is a Batgirl at one point. And in fact, she's my favorite Batgirl. So uh, there's that. That's a small little kind of little detail,
0: but anyway. Hmm. Uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So um, we have an official title for the next and hopefully last Rambo movie, which is expected to start filming. I think it started already. Um, it's yeah. Rambo five or Rambo last blood, which you better make this the last one. If you're calling it last blood, which is kind of a cool way to bring it full circle with the first one being it's yeah. first blood or Rambo first blood. I can never remember. It's first blood something. Um, yeah. That first picture, I don't know if we talked about it or not last week. Yeah, I mean, but... yeah, we thought, yeah, we talked about it. <laughs> that cowboy Rambo did nothing for me.
1: No, and I think you and I, when we heard the name of what the movie was going to be named, I'm pretty sure both of us had the same reaction. Wait, was it which one was it, was late named First Blood? Was it First Blood or was it Last Blood? I don't know. I don't even know. Like it's just it does nothing for me. It doesn't pop off the screen. I don't – I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't think Rambo is a, is a char- character that belongs on this mo- cinema plane. I don't think in the today's world that he's not a character that belongs.
0: But whatever. Well, yeah, we neither of us were really affected by this story. But we thought it was something that's kind of important that we needed to address on the show. Let's also move on to something else that I didn't really care for or really grabbed my attention, but maybe it grabbed your attention, Josh uh, the new Pet Cemetery trailer. So, we're getting a remake of um, the Stephen King book slash movie of Pet Cemetery. Now, we watched this in college, and I was very much underwhelmed by the original. Everyone kept saying how scary it was, and I was like, this is weird. So, that being said, This trailer did nothing for me. What about you, man?
1: So, I've never seen the original. Um, so I have no basis whatsoever as far as going into what this movie is about. Okay, I have the general idea. Like, some dude tries to raise like a cat
0: or something like that. That's all. No, I don't look. I don't know anything that happens. Okay, here's the basic gist. If something dies, you bury it in this special cemetery and it comes back to life, but it comes back really weird. Okay.
1: That's the general gist I got. But I kind of liked the trailer. Uh, (laughs) Being that I knew the original was hokey and weird and didn't really come across, because Stephen King novels have been around for a long time. And I I don't blame them for being hokey in the back in you know in the old in the old days of cinema, um, but I kind of like this trailer, like it it had a quiet kind of like a quiet place kind of vibe for me anyway, um, uh, the silence coming from the the trees, uh, some of the phrasing I didn't wasn't a big fan of like uh, is some things are better better dead, which doesn't. There's something wrong. Better off either. dead. Yeah, that's see. That's there's some things I, I didn't like about the phrasing of how they were saying things, but eh. um, but I think it looks cool. It could be a lot of fun. Um, we'll see. I mean, Stephen King was heavily involved with the It movies or movie, and is still involved in the, the sequel um and from what I understand he's pretty heavily like in, uh, involved on this one as well so maybe there'll be a difference I don't know I we'll guess we'll find out
0: yeah I I don't know um yeah Stephen King is kind of hit or miss he can have some really good stuff yeah. and then he'll have is a dream catcher with the right with on. the weasels that come out your butt um
1: um, I, I've never heard of that. So, um, I would appreciate it if you never spoke like that to me ever again.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, dude. It's yeah. It's a, Stephen King is very hit or miss. We'll just say that. Um, something for me personally with the trailer before we move on to our last topic is I don't know what it is about him, but I just could never get into a movie with Jason Clark as the main character character he's the dude he's the main father in this trailer and I think I'm just trying to shake off the image of him in Terminator Genesis but I I can't buy him really in movies he just does nothing for me he was in that really lousy Winchester earlier this year Um, like I said he was in Terminator he just something about him is always bland to me and that comes across in this trailer to me maybe that's kind of a big factor I don't know yeah, no, I can, can
1: see I can see that. And uh, is it? It's not Kelsey Grammer. It's what's John his Lithgow. Name? Yes, I've always been a fan of him. So you know, always been a fan, but I can't remember his name, obviously. But that's why I'm here. Most things, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, most things that he's in, I've enjoyed. So Shrek. I mean, yeah. Hey, don't you dare talk crap about Shrek. <laughs> I, I love the first one. Oh man. Shrek um, is anyway. love. Shrek is life. Nobody ever searched that on YouTube. If it's still there, is it oh, still God. there? I I don't know if the dark side of YouTube is still there with all the changes. It'll
0: always I be there.
1: I, I don't I don't want to go look.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Um, but I mean, I, I'm he's kind of what sold me on this because it it was nice to see him doing like a dramatic role as opposed to just this bumbling idiot that he plays a good
0: amount of times that's fair i can yeah yeah, that makes sense um yeah for our last news story will smith who is playing the genie in the upcoming live action remake slash reimagining of disney's aladdin released the first teaser poster uh for aladdin this did even less for me than Pet Cemetery. This yeah. is one of those Disney live-action ones that I do not care for at all. And I don't know if it's Will Smith as Genie or it's just the fact that I don't think Aladdin needs to be remade in general. I, I don't know what it is necessarily, but I just cannot get excited for Aladdin for the life of me. What, what are you thinking about it, Josh?
1: So the only poster I saw was the one of the lamp. Correct? Yeah, that's it. Is that the, okay, that's it. All right, cool. So there wasn't really that's, that to me that doesn't really do much at all. It doesn't it's not really a promo pic. It's just like, "Okay, yeah, Aladdin and there's a lamp. Cool." I do like the little tab at the bottom. That says yes, says That intrigued me because that is uh that's some that's a theme in the original that is sprinkled throughout it, but it's never really truly said. And that's something that Jeannie kind of hints at a lot. It's like, Hey, like you've got three wishes, like make them count.
0: Yeah. Choose wisely. Yeah. Very exact. Last crusade. esque. Yeah.
1: Yes, I do. like So that part, I kind of, kind of like there's, I stumbled across and I'm pretty sure it was a fake image, images and stuff like that. But apparently there was somebody who tried to leak the first look back in May, which doesn't make sense to me. And I don't think that works at all, but some of the stuff I saw on there actually was pretty interesting. So I'll just wait. I think first look's supposed to come tomorrow or by the end of the week or so, one of the two. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm done. I,
0: I, yeah. I'd imagine a trailer soon. Yeah,
1: I, I would too, especially just of, of such a bland poster that you're, you're going to give us. I'm down. Uh, to me, uh, after Jungle Book and Beauty and the Beast, Disney has my faith right now. Uh, we'll, we'll see how everything rolls with Mulan and you know, kind of go from there. Because right now, they're, they they've got it. They've got this remake thing down because really Jungle Book didn't need to be remade either, because if you really think about it, there's way too many uh, (laughs) examples of that movie. Um, But they did it, and they knocked it out of the park. And, Mm -hmm. you know, with Lion King on the horizon as well, like, if you can do Lion King and knock that out of the park, bro. Like, so right now, I'm going to say, no matter how I feel if, if a movie should be remade or not, I think they have my faith, and because they, I right now, that I have no reason to not trust them with these live action remakes.
0: Fair enough. Um, yeah, I definitely disagree, but that's something that we'll probably discuss further in detail once we get closer to the actual release of Aladdin, or even after a first trailer, yeah. we'll like go more into detail about the Disney yeah. remakes and stuff like that. But for now. I'm oh yeah, because I'm have... indifferent to it. I don't care yeah. either way. It's gonna be an uphill battle either way to win me over, and I don't know. Disney, Disney can do it, but I'm I'm more excited for Mulan and Lion King and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, which is fair, and honestly, like my opinion could change within the next few weeks because, excuse me, I believe we're getting a trailer for Mulan, you know, any day or Lion King any day now like it, it could happen any any moment um and then the first look coming soon as well like my opinion might change with by the end of the month who knows but you know I, right now i think i have no reason not to trust
0: them yeah well before we get into our main discussion as per usual this episode is brought to you is sponsored by this time i've got one this episode oh, yeah. is sponsored by Those little pumpkin cookies you see the Pillsbury Doughboy have every Halloween season. That I've bought three or four boxes at least this Halloween season.
1: I love how you say Halloween season and we're like nine days into October.
0: Hey, I celebrate Halloween come August, man. Halloween is a several month event. If Christmas can start showing up in September, Halloween can start showing up in August. (laughs) <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Heather and I are those weird people that will wait and get excited when we start seeing Halloween stores showing up at the end of August slash early September, and we visit them all the time. Because I have issues. Um, <laughs> I just like the Halloween season. I like horror. I like just Halloween movies in general. Which segues us perfectly into our general discussion for this week. Horror sequels, they're a staple of the genre of horror. They're also a staple that they're probably gonna be bad and not nearly live up to the hype of the originals. So Josh, off the top of your head, give me a quick top three, top five of the worst horror slash Halloween sequels okay. that you have ever seen slash experienced because bad movies as we know are an experience and a half yes they are um
1: <laughs> so i want to quantify this because i want to make sure that we're not talking about some of our favorite worse sequels because no we
0: could talk about that later
1: yeah, yeah, yeah okay cool because some of the work because some of the worst horror movies that I've ever seen are also some of the most enjoyable pieces of turd that I've ever seen. But Jason X being an example of that, but we'll get th- we'll get there.
0: That's um, a masterpiece.
1: No, it is a masterpiece in its own like uh yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there.
0: No, bad but, um, straight up as in bad.
1: Straight up bad, and we're only doing sequels, right? Yes. Um I know what you did last summer, too, is awful. Um, Most of the Jason... uh, After two of the Friday the 13th, almost all of them are
0: terrible. I will fight you on that, though. Mm. There are two that I think are the standout in the franchise and actually are better than the rest. Friday the 13th, part four, where we first meet um, Tommy... Jarvis, okay. and part six, where we have the adult fully realized Tommy Jarvis. Part four and part six are the best movies in Friday the 13th, but yes, you're right. Okay. Most of the sequels in that are pretty bad. However, I will always defend Friday the 13th part, part, part four and part six.
1: Okay. Um, the sequels to The Nightmare on Elm Street are All right. Yeah. I hate every single one of them. To be fair... I'm not that big a fan of Freddy in the first place, so that doesn't necessarily help them at all. But, yeah, no, I, every single sequel I have ever seen from that series, I have not enjoyed, and it's not the, like, fun kind of crap. It's just crap. Some cheap cash grab. Jeez, um, I'm trying to think of all the others, Any, if there's any other sequels, because unfortunately, unlike you, if I see a bad movie, I usually just forget about it.
0: <laughs> you don't have me to drag you to watch five good things type movies anymore. Yeah,
1: exactly. Maybe because I'm broke all the time and so I can't actually go see movies much anymore. Yeah, but,
0: not having um, a family video around definitely hurts with that. No, I am. Because I live in
1: the South. Well, we both live in the South now. But, like it just it's not the same there's no video stores it's it's a lost art man netflix and hulu and redbox they don't have the things that you, know,
0: you need in a in a video store but they sound the like old music. curmudgeons of darn new you and your new streaming <laughs> services kids back in my day we had to get the physical copies and we liked it <laughs> but see like
1: it's not even the physical copy thing they just have a better selection
0: Yeah, that's true. That's all it it comes down to, is a better selection. But that's a, yeah. Steering it back to Five Good Things movies. I'm going to throw one out there that we did a Five Good Things on. Halloween Resurrection. Holy crap, that is a mess. You stop right now. No, that movie is a masterpiece. I will not allow you to trash it. (laughs) However, and... Thankfully, on uh, my ranking the Halloween movies video that I did last Halloween season, there's been some very active people in the comments section always debating how they rank them. There's one that I will always stand firm by far is the worst sequel in the entire Halloween franchise, and that is Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Good. Lord, that is a steaming pile of how is this a Halloween movie? I despise that movie. That being said, I'm watching it within the next couple days to get myself ready for Hollow Green. (laughs) Which, for the record, that's uh, a reference to some other Halloween-related podcast where they called the new Halloween movie directed by David Gordon Green Hollow Green. So if you ever hear me slip up and call it that... That is why.
1: Oh, I just thought you misspoke, and I was going to laugh at it anyway. But I agree. Rob Zombie's second Halloween is awful. And, you know, I think we can debate with people all the time about their first one, about his first one, because I I, did, I personally enjoyed the first one that he did. It's um,
0: not utter episode. trash. It, it's it got yeah. some redeeming qualities to it. Yeah, i You see the Spy Kids kids get killed.
1: Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? Um, <laughs> but I agree his second one is just trash it's just I mean it's one of those it's worth to go watch it and you've seen it once and you're like alright cool I guess whatever
0: oh boy um, so are we going to lump remakes into this worst sequels category or do we want to stick to just sequels
1: I think see, I because see remakes
0: aren't sequels, so sequels only. Okay, so we can't <laughs> do Wicker Man. Uh,
1: but that one's to me that well, that's one of the ones that's it's so terrible that it's enjoyable. That is the
0: room of bad horror movies. It like just jumps the fence in terms of good versus bad, and just jumps right back into you are so awful, you become good again.
1: It's just so funny. Like, scenes that shouldn't be funny are absolutely hilarious. Like when he's in a bear suit because he snuck into the, the ceremony and, and he, he punches, punches the crap wh- out of a barrel. It's, what is going on in this movie? Oh, uh,
0: that's good stuff. Since we can't talk about Wicker Man, we could talk about that all day. And maybe... If we're lucky, we'll have an entire Nicholas Cage podcast episode.
1: <laughs> I pray for that day to come. I, well, hey, just little, little little plug, because we did do a five good things on Wicker Man, didn't we?
0: We actually had a whole Nicholas Cage month, didn't we? Yes, we, yes, we did. It was the best month I've ever experienced. It was. <laughs> it was a long and arduous journey. Um, <laughs> man, I'm trying to think because there has to be. Because horror is always known for bad spin-off. Oh, upon recent memory, a lot of the more recent paranormal activities, I would absolutely say, fall into this category. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Was it the Ghost Dimension is the most recent one? I think
1: so. And really, the last two or three have been just trash.
0: It's because they had a good original concept and like a lot of... It's the trend with horror movies of you have a great, new, fresh, original concept and then with each passing film, the freshness and newness comes off like you're peeling off a sticker and there's diminishing returns and they get cheaper and lazier because they want to get them out faster and faster. Thus was the case with Paranormal Activity.
1: Yeah. No, I completely agree. I mean, I personally wasn't a big fan of them in the first place I I the shaky like the shaking cam and camera's only kind of thing uh, to me is a to, is the found footage film is is an art that I don't think the paranormal activity movies capture unlike the most recent the unlike the Blair Witch remake um, in recent years but yeah no the the first one definitely has that magic but the the second one still has a little bit of it, but then after that, to me, it just kind of just dies.
0: Yeah. So as I'm looking, hey. up, Ooh, uh, not the con well, the insidious movies. See, I've only seen the first one.
1: Okay, so the third one is absolutely awful. <laughs> really? Yes. A fun thing. See, okay. My issue is I mix the Conjuring and the Insidious movies up all the time. Yeah, issue. those
0: those always feel very similar in, in universe to me. Yeah, except one of them is very very good and the other is not. <laughs> well, Conjuring's starting to get a little hit or miss. I mean, I agree. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, was it the last
1: Key? Was the most recent one? Yes. Yeah, that was awful. Absolutely
0: awful. To me, no redeeming qualities. And then, I would say The Nun was just... It wasn't so much bad, it was just really, really lazy and forgettable.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's funny too, though, because horror is also, to if we're talking about cliches to the genre, it's also the, the genre that's known for the sequels being better than the original. Because... Uh, Ouija. the first one was trash. Second one was
0: awesome. Uh, yeah,
1: Annabelle. Annabelle and one Annabelle creation.
0: Second one was, yeah. I said it earlier. Second Friday of the, of the 13th part it. six. I'll always say is better yeah. than Friday the 13th or Jason Voorhees is known for the hockey mask. He didn't get yeah. that till part three.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Cause it's sometimes in this genre that it's the sequels that, we, really might stick more in your brain and like become because the first one it's like, Oh wow, that was, that was interesting, I guess. Or, Oh, that was a piece of trash. And then they, why are you guys making a sequel to that? And then the sequel blows everyone away. So I don't know, man, cause we, we, the second Ouija was really good. And it really took me, took me off, caught me off guard because I was not ready to be in a good movie.
0: Yeah, um, it can be pretty hit or miss with horror sequels. Of A lot of times sequels will try and add to lore or whatever. Um, But sometimes it pays off. Case in point, Halloween 2 introduced the Laurie and Michael being brother and sister thing that's being scrapped for this new movie, which I'm not actually opposed to. It's a very divisive subject as to whether or not Michael should have been Laurie's brother this whole time but that's yeah, some, that's something that got added that unfortunately is a good unfortunately that unfortunately was a good movie sequel but I can't think of another one that was a bad sequel. Uh-oh. You mentioned it earlier with Blair Witch. Blair Witch 2: Book of Shadows. I didn't even know that that was a thing. So Josh, <laughs> what made Blair Witch the original so special? Um, well,
1: I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it, but I mean, the found footage aspect of it and the creepiness that the witch was actually there, but you couldn't, you could never see her, you know, like, and you slowly saw the possession of the people and kind of you and you could never tell if it was the witch's magic driving them mad or, or if they themselves were doing
0: it to them. Yep. So. How do you ruin that in the sequel? You don't make it a found footage, you just slap a whole bunch of random actors in it and you just have forgettable bad characters. You don't make it a found footage, you just make it a regular movie. You call it Book of Shadows even though there's nothing even remotely interesting or related to any Book of Shadows at all and has nothing to do with the original movie.
1: Yeah, no, that that's that's exactly how you would ruin it. <laughs>
0: And I like a dude rooting for a bad sports team. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about about half, unfortunately, of the Halloween sequels. I will always defend yeah. three Season of the Witch as extremely underrated because people always bash on it because it doesn't have Michael Myers in it. However, I cannot defend Halloween five, the revenge of Michael Myers. Um, yeah. but I especially cannot defend Halloween six, the curse of Michael Myers starring Paul oh, Steven Rudd, originally titled Halloween six, six, six. Oh boy. Uh, Donald Pleasants really deserved better for a final film. This movie is, oh, oh this movie gives me aneurysms.
1: Which is so f- weird because like, it's really interesting about Halloween because, some of the sequels in, Hall- in the Halloween series are so good, or they're like just H2 on that borderline. Yeah, oh, like like on that borderline of like nineties trash, but like still really enjoyable. So like it's just, but then you get just awful, awful movies. Um, what was it? Uh, can we lump Aliens three into this? Yeah,
0: or well, even Aliens four. Or Aliens oh, vs. Versus, versus Predator Requiem. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, some people would say that those are more sci-fi than horror. I always I will always say games. that
0: it is more horror because the first one, Alien, is definitely a horror movie. Yeah, it's a creature film. Yeah. It's a really? creature is a subgenre of horror. Like slasher, psychological creature. It, there, yes. It's definitely still a horror. The original one, yeah. at least, was a horror movie before it got turned into an yeah. action movie for Aliens, and then it all went downhill from there.
1: Yeah, Aliens is still so good, though. I, I, oh, yeah. Ooh, the first two are fantastic, but then it just dies a miserable
0: death in three and four. Yeah, oh, boy. It's all but... I still would try rather watch those than Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Oh, boy. It's
1: so bad. Like, the idea behind A- AVP is smart and it's kind of cool, but at the same time, it doesn't make sense if you look at the actual lore of both characters. Well-
0: Alien vs. Predator was never canon. They made that clear. I actually don't mind the first Alien vs. Predator. I think it's a lot of fun. It could have been better served if it was R. That being said, they made the best use of PG-13. And there are a lot of good moments in it. It, It's not perfect, but it's a lot of blind fun. Requiem is a dumpster fire.
1: (sighs) Excuse me. Yeah, no, I agree. Requiem is just... (sighs) It's really fun to, to sit here and like, because part of thinking about the worst sequels involves we gotta think about the good movies. And first, obviously, so like, Poltergeist Two is 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 really is really bad.
0: Oh, uh, see, when oh. I was doing research for this, Poltergeist came up, but it wasn't Poltergeist Two. It was Poltergeist oh. Three. Oh, stop. Hey, we Uh, haven't even addressed the Psycho sequels. Oh, or the uh, All-American Psycho 2. Oh, with Mila Kunis? Yes. Yeah, so for those of the uninitiated, the people that have happy lives because they don't know these movies exist, you know the classic film with Norman Bates, Psycho? Well, they made three more of those things, all starring... The original actor of um, Anthony Perkins. Yeah, he was in all four of these, and they more or less, like, I think, tried to retcon it that his sister that we didn't know about is actually the evil, murderous one. It, oh, it yeah. was just weird. And then, um, was it, we were talking about Poltergeist before, right? That, yeah. Oh, that's another just massive step down in quality. But yes, yeah. Psycho, um, yeah, American Psycho, that's the other one we were talking about with that 70s show star at the time, Mila Kunis, in the same more or less role that Christian Bale was in it. The only difference is that, you know, Christian Bale's actually insane and Mila Kunis seems somewhat normal in real life. Yes,
1: I agree. And it just, Mila Kunis also just doesn't come off as that kind of person. Or that she could ever be that kind of person. Yeah. Like, at least... And I'm not questioning Mila Kunis's acting ability, but Christian Bale definitely has some, you know, decent chops. And he just... The way his character is presented is very fresh, and it feels interesting. And you, you the viewer, are trying to figure him out as the movie goes along. But... I just don't feel the same thing from Mila and I don't know if that's her fault or if I mean I'm probably it's probably more the writer and director's fault but still
0: yeah um I don't know I would consider this one a horror movie but you can't talk about bad sequels in the horror genre without talking about Jaws
1: stop I don't want to talk about Jaws (laughs) I don't want to talk about it Don't make me talk about it. Jaws four. Uh,
0: Jaws three. Like the
1: first one. Stop it! No, keep that that stuff away from me.
0: I I'm sensing I touched a nerve there.
1: Like, I don't understand the Jaws movies in general. I don't understand big shark movies. It doesn't make sense to me. Deep Blue Sea at least makes sense because they're they're uh, they're genetically modifying sharks, but
0: and they eat have one Samuel L. Jacksons means... for dinner.
1: Oh, it's so beautiful. Anyway, um, but just the Jaws movies never made sense because like this, there's. So you're telling me there's just a big shark out there? Yeah. No, I'm good. It's, they don't ever make sense to me. And the sequels are just awful because like he, like, I think the theme here is they're probably pumped out really quick for a lot cheaper because the studio wanted
0: to make a buck. Oh yeah. It's just, but, and it goes. What was always weird to me is the Jaws sequels still somehow managed to get big names in. Like they knew the movies were crap yet they got huge names to be in them. Like, Dennis Quaid is in one of the Jaws sequels, (laughs) Lou Gossett Jr., Michael frickin' Kane is in one of the sequels. (laughs) Michael (laughs) Caine. Like... Oh my god, those movies are so bad. It's... Um, I'll never get how they can get famous actors to willingly come on... Well, I mean moolah obviously and i'm i mean money not the really sketchy old lady wrestler um yeah like i get that you have to pay a lot of money to for these actors but man i get that they want to send their kids to college but i i don't know if you could pay me enough to be in a yeah. bad jaws movie
1: oh man or just uh piranha
0: 2 piranha um, 3d from three double d Stop! No. Stop. <gasps> How have we not talked about it? No, wait. That's because it's a original, not a sequel. Never mind. I was about to. <laughs> oh, you laugh. You laugh.
1: What are you bring? What are you about to bring to the table? Just bring it to the table so we can talk
0: about it. Pause for effect. Uh, Ooh, way ball. Stop. So. I'm trying to think if he, yes, he has made sequels, the Blood Rain sequels. So, Uwe Boll is the king of bad horror movies, and he has made some real bad sequels. So, essentially, you and your buddies could pick up a camera right now, having never seen or made a horror movie, and make a better horror movie than Uwe Boll makes. He is the king of bad movies, and he has made some terrible sequels. Oh, I, 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 I don't, yeah. Did we ever do a Five Good Things on Uwe Bowl? I don't think we did. It's oh, okay. boy, that's a I, missed opportunity right there. Oh, and to be fair, I think Five Good
1: Things was also meant to be a lot of fun, not torturous.
0: Oh, you mean <laughs> you didn't want to watch In the Name of the King? Or House of the Dead? You. Or Blood Rain? Uh, Stop. (laughs) Yeah, like Michael Bay's Christopher Nolan compared to Uwe Boll. It's just House of the Dead is so bad, and it's just.
1: I think the big thing too was a lot of his movies are stuck in the nineties. Like they don't age
0: well at all. Yeah. Um. Well, before we wrap this up. Because we try to be optimistic on the show, as we just talked about yeah, the worst absolutely. horror sequels. <laughs> yeah. We're going to give a whole bunch of time to the worst horror sequels and just a little bit of time to the best horror sequels. Josh, what, if any, horror sequels are there? Do you think are on par or maybe even surpass the original? Um, So, I think we already talked about the second Ouija,
1: um, uh, Annabelle 2, and... I think Conjuring Two is is leagues better than the first one. Really? Because I
0: quite enjoy the first one.
1: I do too, but I think the second one does things that the first one doesn't. Where I think the first one, while it is good, it's still there's certain things that it does that feel very much like, oh yeah, we're in a we're in a paranormal movie. Okay, so that's gotta happen. Okay, cool. I mean, okay. it did feel fresh, but there was still some tropes in it that were like, okay, sure, that makes sense. This is the kind of movie we're in. Whereas in the second one, I felt it took a, a real story and just exaggerated it, and it was awesome. Um, I'm trying to think.
0: Um, we, we talked about it briefly. Halloween has, for all of its yeah. bad sequels, to me, Halloween bats about 500. They're, hit or, yeah. they're literally 50-50 chance of whether you're going to get a good Halloween movie or not. I They have quite a few good sequels. Friday the 13th, there's a lot of bad sequels, but there are a couple good ones. Uh, part 3, where we first get the hockey mask, that's a lot of fun. 4 and 6, I talked earlier about how they're the standouts in the series, and I think they easily surpass the first three films, the first two especially. Um, also, going back to Uwe Bowl in a positive manner, primarily because he had no involvement whatsoever. I still have yet to see this, but apparently the second House of the Dead film is actually really good.
1: There's a second
0: one? Yeah. (laughs) They got... It's completely detached and separate from the first film. Like, nothing is the same. Bro,
1: how have we not talked about Saw? Oh! That's
0: got plenty of crappy ones in there. Yeah, but some plenty good ones, too. Yeah, the first one. The first one's good. I like the second one.
1: And actually, this most recent one was really good as well. Yes. How have we not even talked about... What is going on? Okay, anyway. uh, Second... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so apparently you and I need to get a hold of a copy of uh, House of the Dead 2. But um, Saw 2... I enjoy jigsaw is good. Um sticking to the this the genre real quick. Uh the collector, the first one's good, the second one is way better. Um hmm. well okay, I'm gonna take the way back. It, it's 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 good, it's just as good. Um geez. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's
0: uh, it's yeah. one that I have not seen primarily because it's hard to get a hold of. But typically in best horror sequels, there always comes up at some point um, The Exorcist Part 3. Part 2 was bad. Part 3 supposedly is actually really good. Not nearly as good as the first, but it's actually quite good and very much overlooked for the series.
1: Some of these sequels you're saying, I didn't even know existed.
0: Exactly. The thing is with horror, it almost always has a sequel, whether you realize it or not. Like we said, Psycho yeah. or American Psycho. But yeah, there is a sequel um, to that that supposedly was actually multiple sequels. Just like there's multiple sequels for Poltergeist that supposedly are actually really good, like hit or miss, but some of them stand out. Huh. Well, I think
1: that's kind of the theme for, for this podcast for us then. Because... No matter how bad one sequel is, and this is just a staple of horror genre, no matter how bad your first movie is or how bad your second movie is, your third one can still be a home run.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, case in point, The Purge. To me, the first one is the weakest and it got better and better. That being said, the newest Purge, the first Purge, I didn't think was as strong as some others, but it was a franchise that actually kept peaking and peaking It actually got better and better with each passing film and actually almost like learned from its previous mistakes to make sequels better, which I appreciate when films do that.
1: I agree. And I think the cool thing, too, was they realized they had a different world on their hands and so instead of just being like, we're going to just throw some political jargon in there and hope you all buy into it, they legitimately were like, no, like this is an issue. And this is the purge might seem like a good idea, but like these are the, you know, economic you know, uh, uh, effects of it. And it's just, uh, yeah, it, the I, first I, one it got way better with with time. And it was awesome.
0: Yeah, the first one, like, kept patting itself on the back of, the Purge works, the Purge works, it just works because it works. But then they almost, like, kind of heard the feedback of, no, that's a stupid idea. So that in the sequels, everyone's just like, no, the Purge actually doesn't work unless you're super, super wealthy and you're trying to kill all the rest of us minor people off. That was a really nice change of pace to see in the other sequels of, Holy crap, no, this whole concept is flawed, yet they're going along with it anyway. It it really yeah. just kept working and adding to the series. But all that came from a kind of a weak entry, like weak starting point.
1: If you think about it though, it's not they don't contradict themselves on the first one. Excuse me. Because Yeah, the because Ethan Hawke's character is wealthy. One, he sees it yeah, differently. They're all wealthy, yeah. So they're gonna see it differently. So yeah, it's Regardless, the theme on that discussion is that the Purge movies get better with time. Now, I don't know. I feel like the TV show is a cash grab. But yes. we'll, we'll see what happens, man. I mean, I don't know what story you could tell now that you haven't told. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, but I think we've more or less talked this to death today. But it yeah. so long as there will be horror sequels, they will always be hit or miss by and large, horror sequels never live up to the original. However, you'll always find a few diamonds in the rough if you're willing to sift through enough crap. Well, I think that more or less covers it for this week. Um, Yeah, join us next week as we have another episode for you guys. If you like what you see and want to see more, subscribe to the channel or whoever, whatever audio device or platform you're hearing us on. And as always, if you would like what you see, feel free to check out other episodes that we've done before. And stay sharp, movie guys and gals.